Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grounded on this Monday morning. Man, it is cloudy. It's drizzly. High going up to about 69 or 70. Setting across from me is the one and only Brandon. And I'm Craig. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, you were you were dozing off on me. I was thinking about it. I know it's one were. of those days. It is one of those days. It was kind of misty this morning. Yeah. Almost like it wanted to rain. Is it going to rain today? It, I never saw it, but it was very thick when I, everything's covered with like a layer of wet. Yes. So I, I, I don't get that, but, um, originally the weather forecast had this all this week being sunny, but yeah, I don't it's rain now, like what, tomorrow and Wednesday, I think. Yeah. 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 So one day getting up to like 67 or 68 or something yeah. like that. So, but, um, Hey, uh, good to see you. It is good to see you. I was busier this morning when I came in. We had yep. had people coming in and talking, and so haven't really had a time to talk with you. So if you guys you guys are listening right now, you're getting our morning talk. So I'm not sure what you're going to get exactly. You know what the humidity is out there right now? I'm gonna, let me guess. Ninety. Ninety-two. I was close. Ninety. I was close. Percent. Hey, I got to tell you, um, congratulations. Um, you're the Atlanta Braves are the first team. With 100 wins. So Thank congratulations. You. It took them a while. It did take them way longer than it should Hard have. Hard for them to beat that first class Nats team. Right, exactly. Like, what have they got? Like 90 losses? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, um, the Astros right now. I'm really disappointed oh, man. in the Astros. Yeah. Cause then the Astros, didn't they get swept by the Oakland A's who have 107 losses mm-hmm. and the Kansas City Royals have over 100 losses, just swept the Astros. Now, if you take if you take what the Astros were, because I was I had tallied this up because I thought I thought okay they'll take you know at least two out of three with the Royals they'll take three out of four with the A's so I'm like okay this this will be fine I ended up picking the Astros to have like 96 or 97 wins bro they're not going to get 90 wins now right by they can't beat these um the worst teams in in baseball and I don't know why that is because your team. They really had a hard struggle with with the Washington Nationals. They did. They did. So, were you yeah. celebrating last night at home, and were you bouncing off the walls? And no, not oh, really. Okay. I knew they'd get there. I'm trying to look. So, yeah, the Astros are two and a half games out of first in the AL West behind the Rangers. What about the wild card? What's the wild card looking like? So, Houston is in that last wild card spot in the AL. The last, though. But the Mariners are only a half a game out. Yeah. What is it's rough right now, so I, I don't think the Astros are going to do a repeat right now. So uh, I don't know what happened to them. They kind of tanked here at the end of the season. So I'm going to tell you who I'm pulling for. The Braves. The Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. I'm all about the Brewers. Because you know I lived up there for yeah. five years or six years or something like that. So uh, we became uh, Brewer fans when I moved up there. So I'm going to root totally for the Milwaukee Brewers. There so, you go. But here's the thing, though, about that. Um, there's a chance that the Brewers and the Braves might play each other. Yep. So guess who's going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum? You and I. It happens quite often. So it does happen. So. I'm worried about it. We are the original Milwaukee team. That you are. So, and I'm guaranteed if they get in the playoffs, they're going to they're going to bring that up. Oh, absolutely. They're going to they're going to do that. You know, they'll they'll play that up big, big time. Yeah, Milwaukee has has they've secured a spot in the playoffs. They have not won their division yet. Because why? I don't know. I don't think they've won their division because the Reds are eliminated. I don't know who's in second. Let's um, see again. I may the, have looked at that wrong. I, I thought the Brewers already clinched it because Maybe I thought the did. Reds were eliminated from the um, from the divisional part of it, and I I don't know who else would be there. Oh yeah, um, the Cubs are six games out. Okay, so they haven't clinched yet. So they they're that clinched. close. So we've got a week left of games. 
How many how, how, how many wins did the Brewers have? 88. And the Cubs have 80? 82. Oh, yeah, they're not going to catch them. No, I doubt it. They won't catch them this late. I Unless, mean, that, that's going to be a miracle if that happened. But what's their schedule? Do they? Play? Okay, it's six. Uh, it's six from elimination. Oh, what's the elimination for the Cubs? There's really no way they can catch them. They're, they've they've secured it. Do you see the elimination or the how many games from elimination? The Cubs? Yeah. Uh, let's see. It should be on there. It should be okay. So the Cubs are. They do play two more games against the Cubs. So that's how they have not secured it. Because if say the Cubs win out. Right. And the Brewers lose out, that will catapult them ahead because those will be one full game swings there. Right. Um, those last two games because they play versus the Cubs. So, um, as you're looking at, when you're looking at the standings, um, and there, you know, let's see, the Cubs are, they're one game from elimination from the, from winning the division. Correct. So, any combination of a Brewer win and a Cub, Cub loss, loss, exactly, it's over. So yep. Yep. Now, now they're going to now they're going to have to compete for the wild card, one mm-hmm. of the wild cards positions. So exactly, um, which I hate the wild card. Can I just be honest with you? Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's bogus. But I agree. Anyway. Yep. And there's so many wild card games now. There's like the oh, one game playoff. It's crazy. This, yeah, the one game playoff is. is I don't crazy. Even understand that. Like, on that uh, one next year, they're actually going to solely hit off of a tee, no pitchers. Exactly, <laughs> and they're eliminating the uh, and they're eliminating the uh, second base position, right? They so, are okay. <laughs> it's like an extra innings now where you get a runner on second. You you start every inning with a uh, the bases loaded. I can't imagine what Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle those guys are just <laughs> over thing. their graves. It is a good thing they're like not Ty here. Cobb. I I can't believe he hasn't crawled out of his tomb. Right. It's a good <laughs> thing that Hank Aaron. Just, uh, that's probably what what made Hank pass away. Probably it wasn't uh, it wasn't the COVID shot. It was no. definitely the exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, may have been a combination. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. So there's oh, your baseball. There's everybody. your baseball for the uh, for the day. And um, so for those of you who love our baseball chatter, there it is. Do you happen to know? We'll, we'll switch to a different sport. I know you're not a big football guy. I'm not. Um, but I know nothing about football. You did mention um, your Kentucky Wildcats yesterday. I did. I got no response. Right. You know, how's you, that possible? Surely there would have been at least one other Wildcat. In it was there. just me. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out. Um, did do you know did Kentucky win? I don't know. This past weekend? I don't know. I so know. heading into this weekend, there were like a bunch of basketball blue bloods yeah. that were 3-0 and going into this weekend. Kentucky was 3-0. and North Carolina was 3-0. and Duke was 3-0. and Kansas was 3-0. and And so I know Carolina won their game big um, over Pittsburgh this past weekend. So like if Kentucky won and I think Duke won. When Duke plays. Yes. I root for anybody, anybody else who plays. For okay. Now, um, week one and my daughter looked at me and said, what week one? I was pulling for Duke. What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you know why? You look just hey, like Jordan. Th- thank you guys for joining us for grounded. This is definitely my last episode. <laughs> and with that, we're out. No, they were playing Clemson and I've gotten so tired. I, I really do like Dabo Sweeney. Clemson's coaches seems like a good guy, but I've gotten so tired of hearing about Clemson. They've become like the new Alabama over the last few years, and it's like, ah, let's go Duke, and Duke beat them. So, I, 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 
He's dumbfounded. I don't know what to say. You're going to carry the rest of the podcast. Oh, oh my. I've, I've broke him. You did. I broke. <laughs> I'm broken. I haven't been broken in a long time. 1974 was the last time I was broken. Thank you for this. <laughs> Wow. That was 49 years ago. That was negative 11. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, And moving right along, if I can. Moving right along. So We're going to be middle talking about the message yesterday. I'm like, you rooted for Duke? (laughs) (laughs) It it wasn't basketball. It was football. Uh, Come on. Okay. You know, there's got to be something there. Okay. I I can breathe a little deeper on that one. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I thought you were talking basketball, and I was like, no, basketball hasn't even started yet. I know. That's what I was thinking. And I understand Jordan. She looked at me. She goes, what? I'm surprised she didn't haul off and smack you. (laughs) She was close, I think. (laughs) But speaking of your daughter, Jordan, did she get, finally, get to eat at Roosters? She she did not get to eat at Roosters. Oh, come on. We got Roosters and took it home. You know so what? she got to eat roosters. I'm she was happy. Ta- I, I'm, I'm, Anita and I have to go to roosters. We'll have to take her with us. So here's the deal. Like we went down. We were going in. We everybody walked in. We thought. I mean, the p- place was packed. But I walked in, and they told the people in front of us, "You can have a seat wherever you want." And she's like, "There should be some room in the back." And so I went out and told Allie, "I'm like, hey, there's room." And so I we come in. And I don't know if she like because they they didn't even go sit down. They just placed an online order and are an order to go. And so we went in. Nobody had went in, in ahead of us. And she told us it was going to be like a fifteen to thirty minute wait. What? Yeah. So Allie was like, "It was packed when we went by there." Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allie was like, "No, let's just order it. We'll run get our stuff at Walmart, come back and pick it up, and go home and eat." I'm like, "Perfect," because we had youth group last night, so it was like, you know, the dog had been put up all morning, and so we try to be respectful of him. And but yeah, <laughs> but you got your roosters. Jordan got her roosters. I got her roosters. So she's like Anita when it comes to Culver's. She's, Anita got her Culver's. Jordan got her roosters. There we go. So. It's really good. Have you speaking of uh, food? Mm-hmm. Have you tried the new uh, place in Marysville? Huey Magoo's. Have you tried it? I have not. I've heard a lot about it. It's really good. I've heard that. I, I liked it. Um, now, I'm not a big um, – uh, I, I I don't really eat fries, but I did eat their fries that day. Yeah. And they overly put this season okay. – And I'd rather just have plain because right. I think God made food to go plain because to taste the natural beauty of it. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing. Keep going. Too many seasonings. It's like just dump the seasoning in my mouth. You know, I don't need the food. We can do that. (laughs) That's what I feel like. I pay to see that. (laughs) So the next time I go, I'll order nothing on my fries. So that's what I do when I go to. um, I like steak fries. Yes. And that's what I do when I go to uh, like uh, um, Texas Roadhouse. Right. Um, I order like I said. Hey, I need my fries. Nothing on them. No salt, no seasoning, nothing. And every time the waiter waiters like, nothing on them? I'm like, no, just flat out potato just the way the Lord made it. They're like, okay. <laughs> you order for yourself or does Anita order for you? Oh, sometimes she does, but we won't she do that. She was like, could I, could I get my little man a, a really? burger and some... Really, Duke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my little buddy here. Christian... You you couldn't handle Christian, really? like the lady like he ordered yesterday at Roosters, and she was like, "Do you do you want any sauce on your wings? Are you do you want any sauce?" I can't remember how she worded it, but he's thinking his his mind went straight to ranch, and he's like ranch. I'm like, no, she's asking, "Do you want your wings sauce, bud?" He's like, "Oh yeah, medium." Like he's like, you know, that's the way they should be. <laughs> they should just come automatically. I should tell you oh, if they're not. Man. He didn't say that, but oh gosh, he just looked at me like, "Oh yeah, medium." Yeah. I, 
So, uh, anything else going on? Exciting, fun? My my brain. So I broke you a little bit ago with the whole Duke thing. I apologize for Still that. Still kind of broken. Um, I might I, not recover today. My brain is hurting. So we bought a. You know my. The last few years, two or three years now, with our wood stove has been a just a, a wrestling match over the winter. For whatever reason, I bought this really nice Vermont Castings wood stove. Um, what'd you do with the other stove? That's no, I'm talking about the one that I had. The I know one. what'd you do with it. I'd, I'm going to put it out in my man cave. I think. Okay. Yeah. Do you want it? No, I was just wondering. Yeah. So it, it was a Vermont Castings wood stove that. Um, you know, Vermont Castings, if you're listening with this model, you got it wrong. They put an automatic damper in it. I think they were appealing to people that wanted to be lazy and not have to do much with their fire. I want to be in charge of my own damper. It's exactly. kind of like I want to be in charge of my own sauce and barbecue sauce when I have food, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it, for whatever reason, this – it was causing creosote buildup like multiple times a winter. Yeah. Like where it would fall down and plug the top of my – Right, right. So I'd have to climb up in the middle of winter, unhook my my liner from the wood stove, pull the wood stove out, get it all cleaned out, um, take the brush. You know, I was like uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds? What? Who played um, the guy from Mary Poppins? Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Burt that Reynolds. is a huge. That was a terrible, bro. That's like his name. That's was, like snow and winter. I know what and I did. Fall or summer. I mean, like, it's like Dick Van Dyke summer. Burt Reynolds is one. I mean, right? Like what? 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 Burt. Was his name. That's where my mind went. Dick Van Dyke. Yes. Okay. But his name in, I think it was Bert. Yeah. So when you're cleaning it, do you like chim chim? Oh, yeah. Chim, chim. Okay, no, gotcha, you have gotcha, to. Gotcha. Like you're walking up the ladder and I walk on the roofs and I jump. Um, I tried jumping from one roof to the other. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, so. Oh my. We need to end I, this. <laughs> we, thanks for joining us. But no, so I decided that I was done wrestling with that. And so we went and got a pellet stove. But now I'm trying to figure out because the venting's different. Like, what venting kit I need to go and run it out my chimney? Because most people run pellet stoves out out a wall. Like they drill a hole in the wall, and they come with a kit to do that. I don't really want to do that. For one, I've got a hearth where my pellet stove will set. It's just natural to vent it out the. I have a question. Out the chimney. So your other stove? Can't yes. you just take the damper out of the thing and redo it? No, it's all enclosed. Like it's weird. It's the way, in the stove. It's in the stove. The way that they have it. I, the reason I bought that stove is because of its size. It fit back in in my existing fireplace. Well. Where did you get that stove? Um, a place over in Urbana. Okay. Um, yeah. And it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't cheap. It's a Vermont casting, so mm-hmm. they're really nice stoves. Yeah, but if it doesn't, the damper doesn't work right. What, right. It's not good to. I mean. Yeah, I just think they got. It, I think they got it wrong with that model. Because hmm. I actually had another in in another house we had. Um, we had put in a, it was a Vermont Castings, mm-hmm. or it was maybe a their sister company that they mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. them, but they're the lower end model. Right, it right. did really well. So I don't know what I don't know what the deal was, but that other one had a dampener that you could control. So you're excited about your new stove, though? I am, but I'm my head hurts trying to figure out what kit I need to get. So, so if you're listening and you've ever run a pellet stove out of an, an existing chimney. Um, I know I've got to take it to four inch. It comes out of the pellet stove three inch, so you've got I've got to get an adapter for that. Um, but there's just different types of pipe and different. Um, what's the the right word? They're different like gauges right. and all that stuff. And have you 
dialed up the University of YouTube? I've YouTubed. I've okay. Googled everything. I've got a couple videos in my browser open right now that okay. I'm going to go back and watch and try to figure out. Right, right. I think the consensus – I watched a video earlier. I think the consensus is is that there's really not a difference between the metals. It's really a gimmick to get you to pay more for this other one because it's oh, better. I'm sure it is. So it's all about the almighty dollar. Uh, you, exactly. You know that, right. It's a, and if I can save some almighty dollars, you, then yeah. 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 If I can save some almighty dollars, you exactly. can better believe I'm going to save them. But if I need to get the better one for whatever reason, I will for yeah. safety purposes, but yeah, I don't want my house catching on fire. Well, no, that was never a good thing. No, we had a house fire growing up 1984 bad. Um, it's not fun. It's not fun to go through that at all. So it's devastating actually. But, um, so, um, yesterday, yes, I had, I saw a couple of people, uh, snapping pictures, selfies. Yeah. With Chuck Heston. And Wyatt told me he had. I was going to take I was going to tell you, I looked up <laughs> in the middle of us running through music yesterday morning. Yeah. And here's Wyatt out there. The funniest thing I, I think I probably saw all morning. He had Kennedy taking a picture of him and Christian standing next to Moses. Kennedy's back there like <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how good the picture turned out. Uh, she actually probably takes good That's pictures. That's funny. You know, That's those funny. kids are on those phones all the time. So. And then I'm amazed amazed because he doesn't really move. He stays in one place. But I'm amazed how much during the week when people are coming through the hallway, how much Moses he has startled distar- me. disturbs people. So I was standing there yesterday talking to somebody after service, and the you know the doors into the sanctuary yeah. were open, and there's glass windows in there. Yeah. I caught his reflection in the glass window, and it startled me because he was standing right behind me, and I thought somebody was right oh, yeah. there. Yeah, like, and I kind of like jumped. Well, I came out of the um, I came out of the auditorium the, uh, last week, and you know the the lights are off in there, and I was texting yeah. somebody on my phone, opened <laughs> up you, that door, you looked up, yeah, and I jumped. I was like, it startled me. I was that like, too. he got Allie on. on Thursday, I think. Yeah, she jumped, and then uh, you know people will be like, oh man, you don't. Was it Allison that Allison sent, us a, sent us a Snapchat? Yeah, it's like he got me today. He got me today. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know that he's still, you know, has a lot of effects on people. Yeah, he does. He's lively. Yeah, he's lively. He doesn't do anything. For, he just stands there. What a quarter of an inch thick. Yeah, and um, you know, and him being dead twenty years. Yeah, right. he's he's still exactly. rocking and rolling. He's got it. <laughs> that intimidation factor. Did you also notice that, know that Moses was the president of the NRA at one time too? I did know did that. You know that? Okay. I did know that. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Nope, I, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, if you Google um, pictures of Charlton Heston, because that's what I did to find that picture for yeah. that cutout. Like that's some of the first pictures that come up is him speaking at NRA banquets. Yeah, that's yeah. we. Uh, I saw a picture one time, and I, I've looked for it online. I, I wanted to send it to you, but I cannot find it been a long time ago after he became the president of the nra there's that picture of him as moses with the tablets uh-huh. up like this somebody had taken out the tablets, tablets and put a rifle and they put a rifle i've up seen there. that have you seen i that? have seen that that is hilarious yes. that's hilarious um i did want to just d- joke around yesterday and be like hey i don't know if you guys know this or not but moses actually was the president of the first president of the nra so <laughs> that's funny Oh goodness! But pretty good day yesterday. We were down in attendance. I think everybody forgot that yesterday was Sunday. Sunday yeah, but we had a lot of people gone. We had homecoming. There was somebody said something about whatever. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I you know it was I'm a good day. Yeah, was I mean, good day. I mean, atmosphere was good. People in second service, especially, were responsive. They were yeah, they were singing, singing, and, and paying attention. And yeah, you and Scott did a good job. Thank and, you. Um, so that was um 
That was a really good. Yeah, the second service is a lot more livelier now than Just, the first. I don't know what it is. is. I don't know either. Like, um, I told that joke yesterday. That kid. Yes. And the first service, he laughed. laughed. Yeah, I the actually second laughed. Service. I belly laughed first service. Did you really? Yeah. The second service, they were still laughing forty five seconds later. Oh, yeah. Like back I, in I, this I, back in the back. Yeah. This it was it erupted. I don't know what happened back there. It was like you were John Christ or something. I felt like it. Right. <laughs> This is what that feels like. I'd be like, hey, I'm here all week. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you and I think we're funnier than we really are. I really, I don't think I'm that funny, but, you know, I do think sometimes the stories are good. Oh, absolutely. No, that one was very good. Yeah, that's a really good one. And, um, so yeah, it was, a, it was our second week of, of our series. And, um, I really, I think with the Ten Commandments is one thing that I've, I've, um, I figured out a long time ago is I, we read the Ten Commandments. Right. But I don't realize, I don't think we realize what the Ten Commandments, how much that encompasses each of the, um, commandments. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, no other gods. Um, you know, worship only your God. Um, you know, those, those things like that. How, what does that actually mean? Cause we, I know we get in our mind, but when you start, um, dissecting those things down, that encompasses a lot. And right, right. It's not just, cause I think we like, I, I think as a, as a people, no matter what generation, whether we're the Israelite nation or whether we're the United States of America, people living here, I think that sometimes we, we don't take a serious, what we should take serious when, in our walk right. with God. Exactly. And we give ourselves a free pass. Well, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I might do that or my, I might, but I don't really mean anything right. by that. And the thing, the, the thing that I think that the Ten Commandments teaches me is that God wants you to mean something by everything. Right. When it comes to Him. Because if you look at, um, you know, the Ten Commandments, like the first three are, are brutal. Right. Like, not brutal. I mean, like they're, they're important. Like, okay, we have, you know, one God. Worship God, and then next week is don't take God's name in vain. The yeah. first three yeah. have to do with our relationship to God. Correct. This is so important. Yeah. Because but I think what happens is a lot of times people will look at that and be like, yeah, but that was written to the Israelites. That was written 3,000 years ago. It, that, it doesn't really apply to us, you know, like this week, you know, have no idols. Well, yeah, I don't worship a golden statue. I don't worship a cow. I don't worship anything else. But we do worship things, and that's... You know, we have to take a step back from ourselves sometimes and dig into um, into God's word to see what it really because, you know, that's the the thing. And you and I've talked about it is the Bible comes alive when we read it. And and it is and it is important for us to dig into it. And, and it is useful, whether it's New Testament, Old Testament, no matter what, for us to be able to take that and apply it to our lives. Well, the thing that I've the thing that I think I've learned more, relearned more getting ready for this series is the uh is the fact that how much the Israelite people and us mirror each other. Mm-hmm. They might have been three thousand years ago, um, but we mirror each other. The and so people. instead of uh, at times you want to be like, Oh my goodness, how can they be so crazy dumb? But then I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, how can I be so crazy dumb? Exactly. And then you look at them and you're like, Okay, they are God's people and they're trying and they're 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 struggling with things because they they're showing they're they're showing their their realness right so when you look at the israelites number one they're they're afraid they're not sure what's going on they're they're panicking they're angry why god this right and you look at that that's kind of like what what we Mm -hmm. do and um 
but it gets it gets back to the fact that you know when you look at the Israelites um correct me if I'm wrong because I um they they really haven't heard from God for 400 years before right before yeah. uh there's some yeah so probably it's like around it's, there possibly even longer that no word from God right. and all of a sudden boom here we right. go and so he starts I mean, God starts moving, like moving yep. and shaking. So you think, okay, so generations have died. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So people moved on, but here we are seeing God. We're seeing God move. Right. And, um, so, but it goes to show me that even like you and me and like the church today and Christians today, we still see God move. Right. But yet when something happens, we're just like the Israelite people. Right. So the Ten Commandments in the, the Israelite um, story, I think, is pretty much our story, too. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it shows us who we are and, yeah. you know, what we need to be doing. So, exactly. Um, we started off yesterday um, with a question, I think. Um, First, you started off with one of uh, Psalm 95. I love it from its entire. I actually read verses 1 through 3. I didn't want to steal any of your thunder. And then I read 6 and 7. And you read 6 and 7. It says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture. It's a good verse, isn't it? Very good verse. And um, so I started off, I asked everybody, I was like, um, how many gods are there? They were like, one God, and so that's good. And so then I asked this question. I said, let me ask you a loaded question. What kind of worship service do you prefer? Prefer? So, um, and that's pretty much a loaded question. It is, it is. Because, you know, it's a setup question. And, um, you know, cause I, I, I think I said something like, you know, I know it's going to be very opinionated what we're going to say. And because I, I think we're very opinionated we people, we not are. just yeah. us here. I mean, I, yeah. I've made a kind of a little joke about it, but exactly. we're very opinionated in what we think. And sometimes our opinions are not fact. Right. And so, um, I kind of described a thing of what we would like, you know, kind of went through a few, Things, scenarios, you know, yeah. Formal service, informal, you know, this, that, or, or whatever. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times our opinions would boil down to how I feel, my likes or my dislikes or my traditions. Yeah. And what it makes me feel like. Right. And instead of what does this mean for, for me God, in, right. in God. Yeah. And so you said that if you had your uh, way, your your opinion, yes, you would go what Southern Gospel, Southern Gospel, yeah. See, and, and I would probably surprise people with with my you know preference. Like if it was me and like how am I going to worship better or whatever, if that's even a thing. I mean, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a thing, and we'll get to that later. Um, but you know, I would go like stripped down instrumentally, like maybe an acoustic guitar, maybe just a piano, very simple, nothing over the top crazy, and more slow songs that are going to... Like Michael W. Smith at the piano? Well, maybe not, maybe, maybe not Michael W., but... He's pretty good. He is good. No, Michael, Michael's very good. Um, What's the song he sings? Um, oh, it starts out, this is my desire. To- oh, yeah. What is that song? This is my Lord, I give you my heart. I- That's a really good song. The words of that song are... He's. I've seen him do that. I personally haven't. I've not been to a microphone. You know, concert, when, it, when it says, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, mm-hmm. you think about that. That's yes. kind of what that's, I was talking about what yesterday. That's God is asking for. Like, yeah, that's it. That's an awesome yeah, song. It is a good yeah. song. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, uh, we all have different. We all have our things. I, I'm not saying that's what I would just land on constantly. I do right. like Southern Gospel. I for do sure. like if it's good. 
Um, I like it a lot, but it's what I like. Exactly. It's kind of like, um, I also like, uh, the 1950s, 60s and 70s music. Um, so, but when it comes to worship, I'm not going to let that get in my way. Well, since we didn't do it like this and right. we didn't sing standing on the promises and we didn't do that, we didn't do, it. uh, you know what? I, I, I'm irritated about it. No, right. no, 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 no. I mean, I'm going to worship God like right. yesterday. And I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time just before I get up worshiping. Oh, for it sure. takes everything. I have well, my mind is exactly my mind is clicking gears of standing up. I need to watch for you to right. nod to me and da 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 da. But yesterday, um, therefore, about um, I'm going to say about three and a half minutes. Yeah. I really I just shut it down mm-hmm. and I, I really was worshiping and I kind of got caught up and I had to kind of pull myself back because I'm like we got to be getting closer. Yeah, and I actually so. wondered. I'm like looking over your way, getting closer in that last chorus that we were singing. Like, okay, is he going to look up here? I know. I was really, I was really, but, but that, and very rarely, I mean, I, it's not yeah. that I don't worship, but you got to understand like in a, where we are, it's really hard to worship unless after the message is over right. and then I, and I, you know, I usually stay during the first service, right? The whole first service. Yep. So then I'll worship after that, which is great because, yeah. um, we sang part of worship. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was good. Um, yeah. no, but, I would agree just, you know, the, the days that I'm speaking, it is tough because your mind's going, okay, I've exactly up there. I've got to, you know, what's my first thing? Am I doing an announcement off the top? Am I doing this? You know, I've, I've got, where's my water? I need to take a drink of water. You make sure my throat's good. You should have done that yesterday because you were I, having some throat <laughs> issues second service. I did. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, no, and, and that's, that's the thing. But, um, the reality is, is, and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit too, but, you know, worship isn't reserved just for that one hour on Sunday mm-hmm. mornings. Mm-hmm. It's know? all, it's every day. The, exactly. And, and I, and I don't know if I said this in both or one, but I was like, worship is an extension. Exactly. Of your weekly worship. Yep. So if you're not worshiping God, during the week, yeah, and you come in here and you're thinking this is worship, yeah, no wonder you're going to get You've peeved off boat, of something, right? Yeah. Right, you're going to get peeved off because you don't like something, right? Because you're not actually worshiping God. Your heart's not there. Mm-hmm. You know, the song yesterday. You know, I'm, you know, Lord, I give you my heart. I'm getting back to the heart of worship. Well, yeah. the heart of worship doesn't really start on Sunday. It, it, it's what are you doing today? Yes, are you worshiping God today? Right. Those of you who were here yesterday, how how's your worship been today? Or mm-hmm. have you? Have you put it in yet? Did you have you right. worship God? When are when are you literally going to worship God? Right, with your heart, soul, mind. Right. It's it's a very yeah. Uh, yeah. And can I just you have to be intentional. You have to worship. be intentional, and worship should be continual too. You know, it's not something that like it's not just songs. It's not just prayers. You know, it's our attitudes. It's our actions. It's right. You know, for me, it's when I get behind somebody and they're driving crazy, or somebody comes riding up on my butt driving crazy. How am I going to respond in that? Our responses can be worship if we allow them to be. Do you? Not always. How often? Most Come on, be honest. The, most of the time. Most of the time you don't. Yeah. I, honestly, if my kids are in the car, I get really agitated because I'm trying to I feel like I'm their protector in that moment. See, I'm glad I'm not like that because I never get worked up on the road. Never? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can I tell you something? Never. Thou and not, I mean. Thou shalt not lie. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Be in Lewis Center on a Friday night at five o'clock on twenty three. I forget that, dude. I'm telling you something. I would much rather set in traffic in Cincinnati than in Lewis Center through the same light six times. Oh my! It was unbelievable, and um, my heart was nowhere near worship. Right, like zero. And that's why it's that's why we have to be intentional. Exactly because I, <laughs> Satan can use those those little things like that. 
to derail us and to pull us away from God, because when we're close to God and we're thinking about godly things, then then we're going to be worshiping. Exactly, him. and I um, it was not happening. Right, just don't be in Marysville anywhere from four to six in the evenings during on the week. Coleman's Crossing. On Coleman's Crossing, it's like Little Dublin. I'm, I, 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 they ought to just rename it. Welcome to Little Dublin. I don't know what they're going to do with Coleman's Crossing. It's just Little anyway, Dub. we're we're we're, we're digressing Dub. on this, but yeah. So you we're said, not worshiping right now. No, we are not. You said, <laughs> think of two words, idolatry and worship. Yeah. And so you then ask the question, what kind of worship does God prefer? Because that's really what it's about. Our worship is not for us. Our worship is not to please us. It's not to make us feel better. Our worship is to honor God, to give him praise. I mean, literally, the song that we, I know I brought this up already twice, but um, after I after I got down and you sang the heart of worship, uh, you know, Lord, I give you. Uh, what's the I'm, word? I'm coming back to I'm the heart back of worship. To the heart of worship when it's, it's all about you, and it's all about God. It, yeah. it, that means not even a tiny bit, mm-hmm. a centimeter fraction is about what I want or di- like or dislike yes. or my traditions or whatever. It is 100 percent God, and I and I really wonder sometimes for myself, and I'm talking for myself, if we would just 100 percent give ourselves to right. God in worship. What does that actually look like for me? How does that change my life? Mm-hmm. What, because as much as God, I know God loves me, right? And I also know that when I'm glorifying Him and filling that hole in my life, giving back to Him, God also gives me what I need through the worship. That it's a spiritual thing, and I don't think people see it like that. Exactly, it's kind of like communion. Right. Communion is a very spiritual thing, and in, you know, if you are, I think that if you're not. Worshiping God during the week. I think if you're gossiping negative, if you're, you've got these addictions that you keep diving into, you're mean spirited, you're complaining and griping all the time, and you come here on Sunday and you take communion, I'm going to say you better not. Right. You better, you better examine yeah. your heart. You, you, you don't want to do that. That is it. That, that basically that's a damnation to yeah. you if you do that. So you, Christians, again, have given themselves a free pass. So you got to examine right. everything about you. And I think I, I know at least in one service I said that there's sometimes I don't take communion. Right, I was going to say that. Because my yeah. heart's not there. Yeah, and I've been there before too. My heart is zebra there. And, right. And I, 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 now I will pray and I'll thank God for what Jesus has done, but I realize that if I take that, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to take that. So right. sometimes what I'll do on a Tuesday when I'm walking by there, I'll yeah. go in the back room and I'll take communion. Exactly. That's what I'll do. Yeah. And um, because then my heart's right. And um, very rarely... Um, do I do it then? Right. Um, I mean, I do. Uh, I do take communion on Sunday. Right. But right. I have, but I won't if, mm-hmm. if I feel like my heart is For sure. far from him. But anyway, yeah, that, the kind of worship service that God prefers. The Cliff Barrows quote, yeah. I didn't write it down. No, you didn't. But this was one of those things where it's like, he knocks it out of the park. And Cliff Barrows for a long time was, he was the, um, the, he was the, like, what do you call the worship leader worship for Billy leader, Graham. Yeah. For, 50, however, they started together and ended time, together. Yeah. So. And so I, I think the, and I throw this word out there, the American church, like we, we've got a lot of things wrong and, and, you know, worship services nowadays have almost become like a concert. Like people are like, well, entertain me, play the music, play the songs I like and, yeah. you know, like pull on my heartstrings to make me be closer to God. Yeah. Cliff Barrows says this. Yeah, here's what he says, and it's it's uh, absolutely uh, it's it's phenomenal. Um, he says uh, we have it all turned around in the matter of worship. We see the preacher and everyone up front as the performer. 
God is the prompter and the congregation as the audience, and then they evaluate what takes place on their way home. The reality is, is the congregation is the performer, mm-hmm. the preacher, and those on stage are the ones doing the prompting, and the big one is that God is the audience. God is evaluating your performance, your heart, your mind, and your attitude as you make your way home. Right. That unbelievable. Yeah, that's very good. And and that's the thing, you know, and I've tried to encourage our, our worship team of saying, hey, you know, we're we're the facilitators. You know, he exactly. didn't use that word, but that's essentially what he yeah. said. He's from a different you know, era. A different era, right. Yeah. But we're we're helping facilitate worship. Like and, and I tell him, I'm like, we are the lead worshipers. Yeah. You know, we should first and foremost be worshiping God mm-hmm. and we should be that example and everyone else should be able to join with us mm-hmm. in that worship. It's not like, well, we're gonna perform and let people just sit there and watch and listen mm-hmm. and yeah, they may sing along. People go to concerts and sing along yeah. to, you know, to the these mega superstars, whatever they yeah, are. Yeah, right. And they sing along to their music. That's not what we're here for. We're no. not here to for people to sing along and just have a good time. No, no. We're here to, you know, give God praise. Right. And yeah. When um, a little 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 side note on um, Cliff Barrows, um, um, like two thousand and two. I was on the team that brought Billy Graham to Cincinnati and it was a really a phenomenal experience. But I also, um, can I be honest? I got a lot of nasty notes and emails from people, um, back then about bringing Billy Graham, hard lying church Christ people. Oh, he doesn't believe in baptism. You know, and I mean, I can't tell you the, just the stuff that the team or the, the committee heard. I mean, what you're saying is some things have never changed. Some things never changed with these hard line, Stubborn right. Church of Christ people. They don't get it. They just don't get it. And um so um but anyway, yes, Billy Graham does believe in baptism because mm. I went to the training and one of the big things is is we talk about baptism. When that person comes forward and you lead them to the side, Billy's job is to get them up front right. for you to talk to them. Exactly. So anyway, um he does a very good job in the aftermath of just the crusade or the right. mission or what they call it. But anyway, I was at Paul Brown Stadium and that's where the Billy Graham mission was held. And so the choir was they have this huge, massive mm-hmm. choir, and I don't know how many people are. I'm going to say a thousand people oh, or more were in this choir, and so they're like the backside of the the bowl part right. of Paul Brown Stadium. The stage is on that side, and um, I'm uh, sitting on the opposite end of the stadium because our meeting is getting ready to take place in a half hour in one of the suites, and so I'm sitting under like I'm in the shade and I'm listening to. You can hear Cliff Barrows across the field talking. And then all of a sudden the, the, um, you know, he's on speaker, but then they kick on all the speakers in the stadium. Right. And so he's saying, okay, well, let's, let's sing this together. And they went into, um, the old, and I know you, I don't know if you know this song or not. It's a gospel song. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Have you heard that song? There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Mm-hmm. And I know the spirit of the Lord is here. Anyway, the choir singing this and it's not like a, uh, it's not like a hand clapping song. It's really, really just soft. I got the biggest chills because this choir is filling Paul Brown Stadium uh, singing this. And, um, like, I'll never forget that because I thought that was just kind of the neatest thing because I'm like, here I am sitting in Paul Brown Stadium. Nobody else is sitting in this stadium except the choir, and they're singing this uh, song. It was just – it was really cool. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, but anyway, um, we always need to be – Honoring God mm-hmm. in in our life, and when when we when, when it comes to worship, and I think the second commandment talks a lot about worship, and because you got to realize there's not a group of people on this planet that doesn't worship, and that's the way God 
has created us. He's created us with this hole that we can only fill with God with him, and yeah. worship him and, and honor him. Um, I like what Peter Kreeft said. It was very good. Do you like this? Yes. He said, the opposite of Christianity is not atheism. The opposite is idolatry. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really and it, good. And that's the truth. You know, if Satan can get us sidetracked from God to get us to create idols in our lives, whatever that may be, then he then he's won. Right. He's he, he's done what he needs to do because he gets us taken away. Even we may think that we're we're good. We may think that we're doing right, but we're not placing God first. And so right. Satan just stands back and he's like, awesome. Exactly. And it's kind of like, uh, I think I said yesterday in both services, I was like, you know, I think sometimes we get the mindset, all oh, these crazy people 3,000 years ago made a golden calf and they bowed down before it. And right. we've I'd come never do so that. far yeah. away from that. We're, we're not like that. But, you know, you need to understand something. I believe you have idols in mm-hmm. 2023. I believe that I've oh, had idols in 2023 mm-hmm. and it's hard to shove those aside. Exactly. And so, um, let's get right into this. Exodus 20 verses four through six. Here we go. You shall not. Make for yourself um, an image in the form of anything in in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children of the sin of the parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. So we kicked it right off with, I said, number one, what actually does this commandment forbid? Right. And I don't think it forbids. You can have a picture or a cross or stained glass windows or some kind of, you know, something on on that. But I I don't think that's what, that what we're talking about. Um, You know, uh, I don't think it says your, you know, your church can't do this or it, it can't do that. Well, it's just like communion. You know, you you could worship the the bread and the juice exactly. You know, and use that as worship, or you could. It's it's a reminder. Yeah, that is a reminder. Pictures can be reminders. You yeah. know, you and I have that picture in our hallway, and I love that reminder yes. of Jesus reaching down into the water. Yes, um, you know, pulling Simon exactly Peter up out of the water, exactly. and how he's done that in my life. It's a reminder. You know, I should not worship that though. And and that's the that and that's the issue. You can have all that, mm-hmm. but when that becomes your main focal point and you can't and, right. it, and it jams your worship up and you're mad or irritated or sad or you're emotional because hey, uh the stained glass window's covered because right. we need it covered for the live stream and and you're bent out of shape, guess what? I'm sorry, that has now become idol. your idol. Yeah. You have superseded God and that has become the most important thing in your worship. Correct. And oh, I just need that. No you don't. Right. No you don't. You don't need that at all. It's just a window. If you need that, then you probably ought to live in the sanctuary because you're not going to be worshiping the rest of the week. (laughs) Exactly. And and I think today that we need to worship God in the right way because if we don't, we're going to go down a path that – it's going to send literally shockwaves through our entire – into the generations to come. Yes. And um, the pagan nations – Around Israel, I, I mentioned yesterday, worship Baal and Molech, and mm-hmm. um, and they built these grody gods. Grotesque, yeah. You, you you can actually pull some mm-hmm. of the pictures up and see see what they look like. But the people of Israel, um, they were very very tempted to to copy them because, like I said yesterday, their worship seemed more exciting because it involved sex, it involved sexual orgies, it involved prostitution, and the big one, yep, they sacrificed their babies. Mm-hmm. That was Molech, wasn't it? That was Molech. They would literally get so revved up sexually, they would get their babies and toss it in the belly of Molech and watch them burn Burn. alive. 
is this not the sickest thing mm-hmm. you've ever, people can be sick when you're separated from God. Exactly. And this is what's going on right now. And I, I'm sorry we're to still, say, we are still, still, still sacrificing yep. our babies for the, for the God of sex. Exactly. We, we, we can't control ourselves. So pregnancy happens and we ended in abortion. Yep. Still, the, it's still the God of mm-hmm. Molech. Mm-hmm. He's still taking babies today. It's exactly. crazy. It is absolutely nutty. So God is telling us with this commandment that we shouldn't let anything that becomes an object of worship um, in front of us. We shouldn't put anything in front of God that right. becomes an object for us because idolatry is when we try to bring God close to us and we think that it's worship rather than what God requires from us. Right. That's the thing. Exactly. And uh, many people have created a God who they think of who he is. Mm-hmm. But I think many people, Christians especially, are deceived because they think one way, but here's what God's word or here's what God really is. Right. Um, and that's, you know, you read that version in Galatians 6, verses 7 through 8. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live, and this is where we're at still, 3,000 years later, or a couple thousand years later, this is Galatians, this is New Testament, but um, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Good verse. Very good. And, and I, you know, verse eight, those who live to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death. That's yeah. where we're at. That's exactly where we're at. And, and, and you realize, and in any church, not just this one, but, but churches all over, you realize that your traditions can be an idol. Exactly. What you, what you think it should be or what you thought it was. Right. That can be your idol mm-hmm. because you literally jam everybody up trying to get your position heard. Yeah. Uh, you realize that a building can be an idol. Mm-hmm. You can worship a place. Um, you realize, that windows, stained glass windows can be, um, an idol. And, and basically God is saying with this commandment, worship me alone. Right. You don't need anything else to do it. Mm-hmm. Worship me alone. So, um, I read a story briefly and I, I was going to tell it, but I, the, the way this is written is so Right, right. I just love it. But in Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 through 9, here's what it says. The people of Israel set out from Mount Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with the long journey, and they began to speak against God and Moses. This is crazy. Again. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness? There's nothing to eat and nothing to drink, and we hate this horrible manner. Not that we don't like it. We absolutely hate it. Hate this stuff. So we complained because we were hungry and didn't have anything to eat. God gives us manna, and we hate it. It tastes awful. We hate it. <laughs> so the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people. Hey, be glad he doesn't do that now. Thankfully. I hate and snakes. And many were... Me too. Many were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses, and they cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of the poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by the snake could look at the bronze snake and then be healed. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a story. What a story. What a story. I love the Adrian Rogers quote, and I'd not really thought about it like this. Um, but he said, a snake on a pole is still the symbol of medicine today. That serpent on the pole is a symbol that one day Jesus Christ would be lifted on a pole. Um, and that's what I love about the Bible. Everything Every, points exactly. to Jesus. Every. He said, and, and the serpent is the symbol of sin, and Jesus Christ would become our sin to save us. 
and that's the beauty of the whole picture of the Bible. Exactly. If you look at if you look at the Bible and you just like um you know say you have a picture frame and you just put one hole in that and that's what you focus on, you miss the whole exactly. entirety of the story of right. Jesus Christ. But if you look at the entire picture, okay, here's the story of the Israelites. Here's Jesus. So if you put like Jesus in the middle of the mm-hmm. entire Bible, would you agree that everything circles him and goes around him? Exactly. Well, after that incident with the snakes, mm-hmm. they started to preserve that snake and they carried it with them and they dusted it off and they polished it and they, you know, they put it in a prominent place. And then guess what? They began to worship it. Mm-hmm. They worship the stupid thing. And I love King Hezekiah. And, you know, at, when I started going through this, I thought I need to do something on him later next oh, year. Oh yeah, that'd be good. He's awesome. He's awesome. But, um, he's a great king and he gets sick of the, Israel of nation and their idol worship. So he starts to remove all the idols from the nation of Israel. And in 2 Kings 18, verses 3 and 4, I love this. He says, it says this, it says, He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David has done. He removed the pagan shrine, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke up the bronze serpent. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. They've been worshiping this thing, so I bet they're, I bet some of these people are like, what? He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had made because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. The bronze serpent was called Nehestan. Wow. It's crazy. They take that spirit, they take that symbol that was something that was good, something that meant something for them at that time. Yeah, exactly. They made it a physical aid of worship and Mm -hmm. then started to worship it. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing when you start to make something a physical aid. You eventually start worshiping whether you admit it right, or not. Right. So if it's a pew, if it's um, carpet, if it's paint, if it's a building, mm-hmm. if it's a room, if it's a window, you eventually supersede your worship of God with that thing. Right. You'll never admit it, but that's exactly what happens. Exactly. People are people, and you're no different than the people of in the nation of Israel. And, 100%. Uh, yeah. How about uh, Colossians? That was very good. It said, one verses 15, 16, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him. And then here's the kicker, and for him. So it's all gods. It's all gods. We worship only him. Yes. And when you worship God, guess what? You're worshiping Jesus. When you worship Jesus, you're worshiping God. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's the same. You, yep. it, it's 100% the same. Number two, why is idolatry forbidden? Mm-hmm. And um, I gave two reasons why God forbids idol worship. Number one, it limits our concept of who God Brock actually is. Right. Uh, and, and that's when I told that story yesterday of that little boy and, you know. Right. You know, he, whatever. Yes. But, I love the David Jeremiah quote too. Oh, I know, right? David said, you know, cause it, you know, you say it limits our concept of God. He said, it's like a sculptor trying to make a replica of Mount Rushmore on a grain of sand. It's impossible and absurd to think about it. So here's the thing. When, when you, when you actually start to use physical aids for, to worship God, you reduce God down to nothing. Exactly. You put God in a box. You make him almost human. You 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 make him almost palpable. And here's what you do: you control God. Right. And so my my question is always this: How in the world? How in the world can you put anything in the physical and get the magnitude of God? You right. can't do it. Right. There's no way possible. I mean, think about the omni. 
presence, the the you think about the all knowing of God, you think of the power of God, you think about everything that God can do. How do you take that, the creator of the world, and make it into something physical? Yeah. So if you do, you have just made God so small. Yeah, I mean, he's not you, powerful you anymore. You put God in a box. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people do crazy things. I've seen leave food and money and mm-hmm. flowers and material things and cards and letters and light candles to sculptures and statues, statues of Mary. And, and, yeah. And, and I think this is very demonic, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I do. And then, then how about this one? There's confusion between worshiping God and then worshiping his creation. Right. Because right. some people just worship the creation. Right. So we have tree huggers and people that worship toads and cows and, you know, farm animals. And it's the craziest thing that, that, that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you do that, you have to remember it limits your concept of how big and powerful, powerful yeah. and awesome God is. And so you, you, you can't do that. And, um, so what happens is, is that when you limit your concept of God, you actually think that you can skirt God. Mm-hmm. You get away from him. Well, I'm going to do this, you know, whatever. You almost think you can run from God. You right. can't run right. from God. God is always there with you. Yeah. It's 100% that way. Exactly. I have, um, I'm always amazed how Christians can just blip God down to almost a fraction. Mm-hmm. It just staggers my mind. Yeah. And that's the, the second reason is idol worship makes man his own God. Um, you know, and that's essentially what you, what you were just talking about. Exodus 20 verse 5 says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their parents to the third and fourth generation. And so, you know, when we worship idols, and that's, you know, I know that that's something we don't like to think about. It's like, I don't worship an idol. Right. Um, but we, we, make ourselves our own God. Exactly. And again, we put God in that box, but we have to remember, you know, that verse in Exodus that God is a jealous God. That's why God has given us these commands. That's why he said, you shouldn't have any other gods before me. I'm the only God there is, and you shouldn't worship anything else. That's a very important verse, to be honest with you. And the people miss this a lot. I was going to say, people misinterpret this. um, I I really, really don't think we put a lot of stock in this, but we should because, um, you know, I think I mentioned yesterday, like if mom and grandma are gossips and negative and talking mm-hmm. bad about people in the community and at a church and always stirring up trouble and never have anything good. Guess what? That's Daughter and granddaughter and great granddaughter yep. is going to be handed down and it's going to be magnified in their life. They're going to be worse than mom and grandma. And it's the same way with our worship. You, and you mentioned this and, you know, because you have to worship God correctly because I think there has been generation upon generation upon generation taught poorly and wrongly right. when it comes to worship God because what we've come to worship is an idea. Exactly. We've come to worship a, a, a tradition the way mm-hmm. it used to be. And I can see it. I can see it even in, in every church that I've ever been yes. where the kids are almost like mimicking and talking like the parent and the grandparent. Right. It makes no sense because that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. So I know that's been talked about around the table, and I know it's been talked about, and people get upset about that, right, but right. we have to worship God correctly. That's what yep. that verse is talking yeah, about. Yeah, and people think that, oh, well, that verse, does, you know, does that verse mean that, you know, my kid's going to get sick because of my sin, or they're going to have right. a disease? Because, no, it's saying that they're going to fall into the same sinfulness that exactly. you're following in because it's going to just flow down to them. Exactly. And the next generation and the next generation. And like you said, it's going to magnify. And we're going to get down to, we're about a generation away from Christi- Christianity being so watered down. Right. You're not going to tell the difference between us and the world anymore. Exactly. Number three, how are we to worship God? Yes. Um, I, um, I gave three things about proper worship. And number one was genuine worship is always 
spiritual and not physical. Right. And I wish I had more time to talk more about the woman at the well with Jesus because this is a very, very good passage mm-hmm. of scripture. He talks about a lot with her, but this is an important passage. Right. And because they, I love it because she starts to question she's Jesus. Asking. About she's, she's seeking <laughs> it's, an it's answer. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. John 4 verses 23 and 4. Jesus said to her, yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. He's talking about God here. God is spirit. Yeah. And his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is hard. Spirit and in truth. Now, never forget that true worship isn't a place. It's it's an expression of your inner self before God. It's your it's, it's your it's you laying yourself back to God. It's you it's you giving everything in your heart, your mind, and your soul. It's like right. Lord, I give you my heart. Oh, Lord, I give you mm-hmm. my soul. It's it's what I have to bring to you. Yeah. Uh, it's the most important thing I can give to God in worship. Some people think it's my money, it's my services. No, no, no. It's your life. That's, right. that's the, that is the biggest way that you can worship God is with your very own life and heart and mind. Exactly. About who you are. Exactly. And, and that's the thing is, is, you know, that question that she is asking him, um, you know, she said, you know, verse 19. Sir, the woman, you must be a prophet, so tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that, that Jerusalem is the only place to worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped? And so she's saying, you know, we, you're saying you, you have to worship there. We're saying we have to worship here. Like they're making worship about a place. They're putting God in a box and saying, well, we have to be like this. It has to be here. Exactly. You know, I, I have to worship God at church is essentially what they're saying. And he's like, hold on. That you're missing the point, you know. Right. It's not about where you're at. Right. It's about worshiping me and exactly. worshiping God in spirit yeah. and in truth. Has nothing to do with with a physical location. Not at all. Has nothing to do with your surroundings nope. and where you know. And you've said it before. We could sit on the nicest chairs. Um, by the way, I know you sit in my chair here in the stream room yesterday, and you were like, "I think we need to switch chairs." I we, think we do. I'll sit in that chair. Those chairs are comfy. They're all right. But but it doesn't matter if we're sitting in, you know, a pew, a right. chair, and you've said it before, or a five-gallon bucket. Right. That's not – it doesn't matter if we're, mm-hmm. our focus is on God and our, our worship is to him. Well, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter what the song is. It doesn't matter right. what the instrument is. I mean, what did I say yesterday? It can be a full <laughs> band or a kazoo. A kazoo. If we're worshiping God from our heart, who, who cares? Who absolutely cares? Exactly. Um, you know, because we have to make sure that that we that our worship is spiritual and not physical. Mm-hmm. So you look at a building; it, like I said, it, it can it can be an idol. People get jacked up because they can't lo- relocate. We can't build on. You can't change anything mm-hmm. because you're so attached to a place. Right. An order of uh, an order of service can be a um, an, an idol. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in churches that I've been in, in in my entire life. And here's what I believe happens: is we get lazy. Right. We get extremely lazy and we just keep doing the, it's, it's repetition. the same way. That is that's, repetition. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what that is. So, um, number two is Speaking worship. Speaking of repetition. <laughs> yeah. Is, is from the heart and not repetition. Right. And I, and I think I said yesterday in both services, this is not singing a, a song and then you repeat the phrase like five times. That's not what he's talking about. So you're talking, you're not talking about singing a Hillsong song. Well, maybe. Where they know. sing, you know, for like 20 minutes. Well, if they the sing same the same thing. phrase no, for I'm just, 20 minutes. I'm just I mean, kidding. I mean, I can, I can write that. Right? right? Exactly. But, um, but yeah, that's not what I'm saying, but because I think we're told a lot through the Bible, not that we have to avoid, you know, vain repetition. Mm-hmm. And, but what he's talking about is don't make your worship a repeat. 
of the previous worship from like you've been right. doing the same worship for 10 years. Yeah. And that's what's happened in a lot of churches. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way, it's the same and if you diverge from that, people are so mad mm-hmm. because now it's not about God, it's about you. This yep. service has become your idol. Right. And well, so you talked about, you know, Jesus who did he always get? he he always got chapped with who? The religious um, yeah, people. The, yeah, the, the Pharisees. Pharisees. You know, because they were the ones that would stand on the corners and they would pray their lengthy prayers, and they were they were very kind of repetitious. Yep. And um and Jesus kind of like took them to the woodshed all the time, all the time. But Matthew six verse seven, he says, "When you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words." I know I'm guilty sometimes of of going on and on. I think he says, "Brandon, when you he pray. says, Brandon, <laughs> when you pray." Verse six, he says, "You cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition." You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And, and that's that's it. Right. Uh, years ago. I'm talking about years ago. Mm-hmm. Like um, 1989, I was at a church, and um, we had to wear suits every right. Sunday. Right. Like I was making hardly any money at all. Right. And suits are expensive. They're still expensive. Yep. And so if I I had like two suits and I would have people comment, Oh, you've worn that just a few weeks ago. Well, yeah, I don't have money to buy a suit. You want to buy me a suit? Right. I was you know, I was kind of the same way I was back in right now. I can see that. And uh so one Sunday I decided not I was youth minister. Mm-hmm. I decided not to wear a suit. I'm like, this is stupid. I wore jeans and I wore a you know, just a regular button up shirt and um by the end of the week, I was called into the office and said, but you've got like uh, 10 or 12 people so mad at you because you wore jeans on Sunday. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And um, they're like, well, you're going to have to wear a suit. You know, I said, I'm not doing anymore. If I wear a suit, it'd be my decision, but I'm not going to do it. You want to fire me, fire me. I didn't get fired. <laughs> And then shortly after that, a lot of people stopped, stopped wearing suits. Right. And I was like, this is what we're talking about. Right. This is right. a man-made tradition of what you think worship is all about. Anita, right. one time, um, we were at a church and some lady, cause I wasn't wearing suits. Right. And Anita, she was kind of working the outer office as a volunteer and she had come into, wanted to come in my office. So she got to talking to this older lady and she got talking about, I don't, wear a suit and um this is at another church and anita was talking to her and she's like yeah well the bible says you need to dress your best and anita looked at her and went where was it say that at and she's like well i'm not quite sure but i read that the other day she's like you read that in the bible exactly and and Anita said oh well find it and take your time and let me know where that's at because i'd like to see that because i've never read that and she's like i've read the bible a few times and i've never seen that before this is what people think exactly They've they've taken scripture and they've contorted it, they've twisted it, and you've guess what you've done? You've created an idol. Wonder what she think of you running around your Richard Simmons shorts up there. Right? Okay, can we talk about that? (laughs) What? So Craig has been calling me Richard Simmons, and last Monday after the podcast, we came up with a realization. Craig thought I was wearing pink shoes and shorts for the last month or so. Because like many men, Craig is colorblind, <laughs> and he thought my highlighter green shoes were pink. I, they 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 look pale pink. Well, they're not. 
You're my ankle popping. Yeah, that actually they don't really look pink right now. Right. Because now that you told me, right, my eyes are more focused in on the, yeah, on the. But Craig was he was laughing last Monday afternoon. He was like, "Bro, I thought I've your shoes thought were pink." You, he was like, "I just thought maybe you liked pink." I, I kept I, I, when he would walk in with those, I'd be like, "I, I'm not." Richard, hey Richard, Richard Simmons, hey, Richard. hey Mrs. Simmons, how about the? Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, let's get back to the exactly to the, uh, thing at thing at Andy, right? Right. <laughs> so, number three is worship is to be free and not restricted. You know, I, that's you know, kind of restricting when you have to wear a suit every day, very every Sunday, very very restricting. So, I, I pointed out yesterday we don't have very many guidelines when it comes to worship. Correct. I mean, in first. In First Corinthians ten, it says to dress modestly, so you don't draw attention to yourself. And I think it's in First Corinthians fourteen where it tells us to be what decently in order. Exactly. Other than that, I don't. That doesn't really. You really, were like knock yourself out. Yeah. Doesn't say anything about Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whatever, whenever. It doesn't say anything. Right. Um, Acts twenty verse seven does say this though. Yeah. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the Lord's supper. So there you go. And Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. Midnight. I said, "How many in here be here if I still be talking at midnight?" Nobody. Still nobody. Be there. Nobody responded. So I, I, I actually heard this about four or five years ago, and I started reading about this. I'll, I'll, uh, really, a lot of Bible scholars believe that Paul them they they met around nine in the evening, right? And it was kind of a more of a um, kind of an informal right. meeting where they broke bread together mm-hmm. and they had communion. They were remembering Jesus. They were talking about, and then Paul started preaching, and yep. he just it was kind of a talk preaching type exactly. thing. This is kind of what has been explained. That, well, that makes a whole lot of sense, right. other than meeting at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Who can who can talk for fourteen hours? Nobody. Well, maybe you, but me, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Is that the that is that the account where the boy falls out of the window? I can't remember. And and dies, and Paul goes down and, <laughs> you know, gets him up, and he walks back in with him. I can't remember. I think so. I'd have to read it. So I gave ten things. Um, ten expressions. Of worship. That please God. Yeah, number one is laughter. Um, number two is singing. Number three is bent knee. These are all from the Bible. I, I could probably give you the ver- uh, verses. The number one is laughter, Psalm 126, verses one and two. Number two is singing, Psalm 89, one. Number three is a bent knee, Psalm 95, six. Number four is a bowed head, Nehemiah 8, five and six. Number five is a clapping hand, Psalm 47, verse one. Number eight is shouting voices, Psalm... Hold on. Six, shouting voices. What did I say? You said eight. No. That's okay. Sorry. Uh, Psalm 98, verse four. four. Number seven is uplifted hands. Hands. Hands, sorry. Second Chronicles 6.13. Number eight, I don't know why I told, picked on you yesterday. I was like, hey, this is you, bro. Right? Dancing, Dancing feet. feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't dance. Uh, Exodus 15.20. Number nine is a grounded face, Job 1.20. And number 10 is an uplifted head, Psalm 3.3. Three. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. I, I think those are yep. awesome. And, and here's the thing. I, I, I'm not saying that you should be bouncing around the all, church and the auditorium all day long mm-hmm. and, you know, waving your hands and, you know, swinging from the, the rafters or whatever. But what I am saying is that if you are doing this with your heart, soul, and mind, mm-hmm. and you are truly, honestly worshiping God from your heart and you happen to swing from the chandelier. Which you said you'd like to see someone do that. I really would. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Exactly. Who am I to stop you? Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, I'm being anxious to see if somebody's going to do it. Right. 
I really would. How about if they went from one chandelier to the next, to the next, to the next, and right on out by Moses? There you go. <laughs> look like a scene from Jumanji. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> now you um, you closed out with obviously one of our favorite verses. It is one of my favorites. Um, Romans twelve one says, "Brothers and sisters, I plead with you." And I we actually read this last night at youth group. Um, it was from our lesson last week, and I I love Paul's wording there because he's he's not just saying, "Hey, listen to me, do this if you want to." He's saying, right. I, I plead with you." To give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Yeah. And so in everything that you do, Paul's saying, look, the way that you live, the way that you you know, live your life from day to day, it's not just a Sunday thing. It's mm-hmm, not just a mm-hmm. whatever. It's not just a church thing. That's the way to truly worship God. Exactly. Exactly, 100%. Awesome way to end it, though. I yes, love that verse. I do, too. Perfect. So next week, we are uh, heading to week number three, mm-hmm. and it's don't take God's name in vain. And this is not what you think it is, because mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking the really bad words. This encompasses a bunch. Mm-hmm. So hope to see you guys here, and hope you guys will bring somebody with you. Just a few things going on um, within the body. Um, young at heart, um, if you forget what that is, it's for those who are 55 and older. And um, if um, you're looking for a good time, you need to join them in the fellowship hall this Saturday night, September 30th at 5 p.m. And I know there's going to be food and whoever knows what else. So if you would like it for more information, you can contact Glenn or Lisa Smith at rccyah at gmail.com. There you go. Um, student ministry, we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. last week, um, but they're um, looking for people to help serve Students for providing meals, and you can talk a little bit about that. It's just going to be... Yeah, for Sunday nights, um, we meet from 5 to 6.30, and so we're just looking for people to um, just help provide meals um, for our students, and you can do that a couple of different things. You can either just provide m- money, uh, monetary donations, if that's a way to help, um, something that's easy for you. You could order something and pick it up and bring it in, or you could make something and bring it in, or... Maybe you just want to come in and help serve our students. Like last night, we we had a, a just a small group. Um, it's kind of a busy weekend for everybody, I guess. But um, homecoming we had a, and homecoming and everything else and sports are still going on and blah 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 blah. Is homecoming but, and sports uh, an idol? I don't know. I'm just asking. I, I, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Asking. But uh, but anyways, we just did pizza rolls and tater tots. So Ooh, kids pizza like rolls and tater tots. Kids like that. So. But yeah, and that's the thing. Some, like, of, it us are, some of us over fifty five like it exactly. Too. <laughs> yeah, and so it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, we didn't season our tater tots. You would have liked them. They were just plain the oh, way God made that them. that would have been the way God made a tater tot. <laughs> God perfected that on what day? <laughs> yeah. So if you would like to um, help out, there's a, a link to a um, sign-up genius. You can go to our Facebook page. It's there. You can go to the website, richwood.church forward slash student, and uh, the link is there as well down the page um, awesome. to our sign-up genius. Awesome. And then in the month of um, the month of October, which is coming up here this week, but starting on October the 8th, and for the four Sundays after October 8th, mm-hmm. uh, we are having what we're calling Blessing Box Month. And we are collecting items for the Blessing Box Ministry. And this is an awesome ministry because it gets hit hard. And a lot of people can't really afford to buy a lot of food. And so our Blessing Box gets um, hit. So starting on October the 8th, we're asking our, those of you here at the RCC family to donate items for this ministry. Now, you can um, pick up a list. We started handing those out Sunday. It's actually a laminated list of the items that we need. So you can keep this at all times. Yep. And you can start, you can bring that stuff in at any time. 
but you can start to drop that off in the welcome center or into the fellowship hall uh, for the blessing box and you can be able to do that. So there you go. Um, campfire conversations, ladies, uh, Friday, October 6th at six, uh, child care is for provided. Uh, don't forget about the no so blankets mm-hmm. for the Ronald McDonald house. Um, the common thread is doing this October the 17th, one to three, and then six to eight. Um, you can do that. Children's Ministry is looking for help also to uh, volunteers to help paint a room. Anita mm-hmm. and Sarah have moved out of their big office. They're opening that up for classroom space mm-hmm. because we need that. So that room needs to be painted. So if you would be interested in painting that room, you can get a hold of Anita or Sarah, or you can get a hold of the church, and we'll we'll put you to the right put you to the right place. So there you go. And there's that. Anything else on that? I'd help out, but I'm more of a chimney sweep guy. Are you now? <laughs> chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim true. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. So good. Mary Poppins, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Um, Burt Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's like 97. Yes. But he did looks you so see good. like when a, a year ago or so he was in that movie mm-hmm. and he danced? Mm-hmm. Like the dude can still dance. He's... Like when I'm 96, I plan on being dead like 14 years. Right. So I, right? I, this is amazing. You know, it's like, like crazy. Yeah. I think Dick Van Dyke and like Betty White found the fountain of youth or something. Exactly. Cause she, what? She just passed away. Bob Barker Bob was Barker, 90, 99. Uh, 99. Yeah. You know what they say? You know, he, he succeeded at his own game. He got as close to a dollar as he could without going over. Wow. <laughs> but um, it would have been better if you I'll be the here dollar. all week. Yeah, you'll <laughs> exactly. be here all week. Unfortunately, you'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So I hope you guys have a good week. Hope you have a good week. Thank you. And um, we'll be rolling into week three of our series. And um, we, we'll be done with this and on to Christmas before you, you know You know what it. I'm looking forward to is week eight. Right? Week eight is going to be awesome. Yeah. When you don't have to preach. And somebody else does. I'm going to hire somebody else to come in and preach. <laughs> Week eight. Week eight's coming up. Yeah, when we end this series, we have one week between this series and Christmas. Oh, there's no place like home for the holiday. I was thinking that back in like April and people were like, Brandon, stop it. Yeah. What if we could get um, a cutout of somebody to put out here in the hallway for Christmas, like Bing or... Oh, that'd be awesome. We'll do Burl Ives as the snowman from Rudolph. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, oh man, we need to get off of here. <laughs> right? So do you want to let everybody know what our um, our Christmas series is titled? Go for it. It is a new and glorious morn. It is, and that we're we got the graphic. We have the graphic. We don't have it in yet. It's not been produced, but it's ready. But it's there. It it's, it's getting ready. Made. It looks good too. It does look good. A new and glorious morn. Yeah. I'm gives, it gives gives kind of new light to Christmas, you know, just like that, the hope that is found in Christmas. Are we going to show the one scene from um, the what the Christmas Carol, where like the end, where he's like, "What day is this?" Right? Well, it's Christmas, right? <laughs> I didn't miss it. <laughs> Do yes. you know the the what is he said the goose down at the butcher shop? Yep. You mean the little one or the big one? He's the big the big one. one. Go purchase it and bring it back here. And he's like, rah! And he starts to run. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> There's like five million different renditions of that movie or of that that story, I guess, play, whatever it started out as. But it's really good. It is really good. It's really Muppets good. Muppets have a good one. 
I, I, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that Right. <laughs> I think we watched that a year or so ago wow. with the kids. They the Muppets it. also did Die Hard too, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Or a scene from it? I've seen Maybe. it. Maybe. Like they did it, like, they did like. With Bruce Willis? They did the, um, like Kermit was crawling through the, oh my, the duck. The ductwork. He was like, and Kermit was like, yeah, sure, come out to the coast, let's have a good time. And I was like, <laughs> this is hilarious. I, I'll have to find that and show that to you. They did like snippets from Die Hard with That's the Muppets. Funny. Yeah, it was funny. That's great. Yeah. Well, hey, we're like an hour and 15 minutes. I know, I don't now. know what's going on here. I don't know either. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. See, this is what you get because we didn't get to talk beforehand. So now you're just catching Craig and I just shooting a breeze. So if you guys <laughs> shooting the breeze. Yeah. So if you get interested, <laughs> Muppets die hard. Muppets die hard. So there you go. We hope you enjoy that. We hope you have a great week, Craig. You have a great week. You too. And we will catch y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>